This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I am Nathan Hartman, and with me tonight are two of the finest rats in all the land. Uh, we have Janine. Hello, Janine. Hello. I am here at the appropriate time. Yes, yes. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, we usually record this on Thursday nights, um, uh, but tonight we, we were recording Friday uh, because Dave had something going on on Thursday. Hello, Dave. Hi. Um, and because of that, uh, I get a text last night <laughs> at about eight forty-five. Where's the agenda? And I said, "Well, here's the agenda." And I sent it to Janine, and then she texts me at like I don't know nine ten. She goes, "Where's the Zoom link?" And I'm like, "Zoom link? Like, oh, honey, child, it's tomorrow." She sent me this sad photo of her sitting all prepared. She looks like a kid that's ready to go to school, but it's still Sunday. You know, it's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. Um, but we're gonna bring that energy. She yes. she stayed she has stayed in her seat for the last twenty three hours as I requested. <laughs> so she is thoroughly uh uh you know, any questions we might have about the news material, I'm sure Janine has us covered for sure. So um we're gonna we're gonna try to have some energy here tonight. I think we've all kind of said we're kind of down tonight. This is my last week of teaching in Florida, and then I have finals, but that doesn't count. And Janine's almost done with school. Almost um, done. Almost. She Forever, can say, unless she can someone say, Guten Abend to no, what's goodbye in to German. People. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. That's right. She can say Auf Wiedersehen to German forever. Yeah. Um. She'll. She's gonna forget it as quickly as she possibly can. Um. <laughs> Would have to have learned it first. That's true. That's true. That's true. No cruise on the Rhine for Janine. So um, <laughs> we are going to get into it. Um, uh, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Germany, uh, a, a, a different sort of fascist uh, <laughs> has been uh, making some news. So we probably should uh, talk about that. So um, let's talk about that, uh, Fascia, shall we? Um, Herr DeSantis. Herr DeSantis. And I gave it too much. We both gave it too much Latin flair. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm we, trying to get that hair. Yeah, we got no, too, too cute. Latin. We got too, like, Castro with it. Uh, it was wrong. <laughs> um, too, we got to go, like, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, as I've been calling him, President Pudding Cups. So President Pudding Cups. Um Good old pudding paws. All pudding paws. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, he uh, had uh, his. You know, in in Orlando, we have a couple things that are regular. We have uh, rainstorms. Uh, we have uh, tourists, and we have uh, this bitch once a week uh, coming out and, <laughs> and saying shit. So. Um, this week he came out and said certain things about Disney once again. He said um, that uh, – so we had this press conference, and then he said that uh, there was lots of issues with uh, Disney and how they report things publicly and yada, 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 and, and trying to make a big stink. And he said 
um, that uh, they're not paying Disney. Disney is not paying their fair share of taxes. Um, uh, of course, Disney then uh, reminded news outlets that they in fact uh, pay over a billion dollars in state and local taxes, uh, and they are the largest single taxpayer in Central Florida. Um, now, I'm not saying that they probably couldn't pay more, uh, but uh, well, they're certainly not, you know, schluffing. Um, Though at the same time, he said uh, that uh, the land uh, at Disney is probably under uh, – what's the term? Undervalued. Um, uh, the quote here says, the governor has suggested that most people facing uh, this scenario, having their own land to determine value, would significantly undervalue the property to improve their tax situation. Um, I think he's talking about Trump. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you're confusing Mar-a-Lago for Disney. Um, but uh, or and also, what kind of properties do you own, Ron? I'd like to I'd like to take a look. Um, so he is having the Central Florida. I should say it like this: the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. Um, they are going to take a look uh, at uh, that. He wants them to look at the all of the values of land appraisal so of course disney said uh well we don't value we don't we don't do that that's the orange county tax assessor uh yeah yeah. so i love that they just like quietly swatted down everything he said one by one it's like when you have a a drunk friend at a party and they're just very mad about nothing and you're like uh well well, hold on hold on and you just kind of like just slowly bringing them down or trying to. Same uh, yeah, but did he Same look energy. at you wrong? Did yeah, he did know? Yeah, or... <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? Um, so have uh, a seat, buddy. Have a seat, buddy. Let us get you some water. Yeah, let's get you some water. <laughs> oh shit! They, yeah, he threw up in the bush. Okay. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, funny story. I've only ever thrown up once from liquor. Wow. I decided to have a. <laughs> I decided to have a vodka drinking contest with a Russian. Oh, <laughs> bad. bad. I did not win, but it was what? a very pleasant experience. I should say <laughs> I uh, was, uh, I think I was like laying my head on one of my friends. Uh, like we had a couple, fr- we were like, I hung out with theater majors and stuff. This was actually yeah. after college, but they all sort of stuck around because theater majors. And um, <laughs> we, uh, uh, and there was a couple that sort of were the mothers. Right. And so Aww. she sort of was taking care of me. Uh, and then I said, I think I'm going to go outside and, and and throw up. She goes, oh, okay. And so I, wa- I walked outside of my front door, turned to the right because it overhung into the bushes. And I just opened my mouth and things came out. <laughs> and then I turned around and there was a glass of water for me. And I said, I think I'm going to go to bed. And she goes, okay. And it was the <laughs> simplest, non like yeah. I threw up just one little time. And I just was like, I feel nice. I'm going to bed. Uh, Those so, are good friends. But, yeah. Those it was are... a good experience for me. It was a good experience. Those are good friends. Um, much more than some other circumstances I've seen, um, uh, though the stories I could tell. Um, so anyway, on that, uh, random, what was I even fucking talking about? Anyway. Oh, um, DeSantis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well anyway, he, um, also believes that there could be safety concerns. Uh, so he wants the state to look at the monorails and all the attractions and make sure there's no issues. Now, hold on a sec, because, uh, yeah, that's fine. You can, I don't like, you can let the, yeah, the monorail, mm-hmm, probably, probably time. Uh, windows fall out of that thing. Yeah, that's fine. The doors just don't lean against the doors. Yeah, just don't, 
yeah. don't trust it. <laughs> so like, I don't disagree necessarily with safety precautions. Um, but, uh, at the same time, of course we know what he's trying to do. And also he made it very clear that this is not for all theme parks. It's not for SeaWorld or for Universal. It is just specific theme parks in specific districts, um, which is, geez, man, like, can you just say what you want to say? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, he also complained that there was no affordable housing, even though, of course, Disney is currently building affordable housing, uh, 1,300 units. Also, uh, since when do yeah. they actually give a fuck about affordable right. housing right. anywhere else yeah. in the state? Yeah, right. They yeah. just passed a law for to allow landlords to fleece renters on security yeah. payments. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And as far as safety, like, there already is government oversight that right. you know they, they uh, for the last 20 years or so there's something called the memorandum of understanding that was drafted with the state of florida and all the parks mm. and it's just how they report injuries how they're followed up on and how they get how they get um yeah, investigated and then mm-hmm. it also is like site visits and consultation and reviews of the safety programs like they're not the wild but they're not doing this right. on their own disney's not dumb they don't want people to get hurt yeah. like Come on. Also, uh, Memorandum of Understanding is my favorite Isaac Asimov book. Um, <laughs> so, um, the uh, uh, yeah. So he also this is the com- this was the press conference. He sort of did a side little thing and was like, some people think I should build a state pen, a little, little state prison uh, on some property there, uh, which is like, why would you even say that? Because like, if you did do that, no one's gonna blame Disney. It's not Disney's fault that you build a prison next to Disney. Like, how does it? How do you win an election? Polls well in the primary, and we're not thinking past the primary. Yeah, so it polls so well in the primary that he's lost all of his small donors. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, like, mm. at this at this point, he's like the quarterback in an '80s movie who's also the villain bully. You know, yeah, he's, like he's somehow. I don't know. I I think that's giving him too much athletic prowess. <laughs> I think he's far far more the guy who got like who got like uh, dunked into the toilet in college and then became mm. the dean. That's the mm. guy, right? He's he's oh I don't know uh, Gamma House. Like that's him. <laughs> yeah, same energy. Um, yeah, same energy. So, oh, okay. So we then, of course, had another Reedy Creek thing happen. Um, DeSantis uh, had his little press conference, and then the board, the Reedy Creek board, got together, uh, and they fired the uh, planning board. So basically, uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement District uh, is what has been in place. And the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board of Supervisors, good God, find a better name, people. Um, uh, They unanimously voted to terminate the planning and zoning board inside of that, uh, what used to be the improvement district. Um, And that, of course, has term limits, but they nixed those term limits as well because they're basically attaching it to their own term limits, which I think is, is it four years? No, it's two years they can run three times uh let's see here i think four years and then they can run three terms consecutively i think yeah, that's correct yes yes i was looking for it here um so anyway um it'll be very interesting to see what happens when DeSantis is no longer around and there's a democrat in and like 
they're just going to be like, and we're going to forget all about this. Uh, they're going to have one <laughs> meeting and go uh, back to normal. Everything um, back to where it was, right? Yeah. It's very aspirational of you to imagine <laughs> there might ever be a Democrat in power. Oh, in Florida? <laughs> in Florida. Um, well, I am going to Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the After all of this kerfuffle, we have another piece of news here where uh, the <laughs> – uh, let's see. The senator from North Carolina, uh, this would be Michael Garrett, has introduced a bill in the North Carolina State Senate called Mickey's Freedom Restoration Act, which basically just aims to attract theme park businesses to North Carolina. They're basically just saying, like, sloppy seconds, we'll take it. Um, they're just very happy. Whatever they can get. They're very thrilled. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a uh, – let's see. The bill establishes the 11-member North Carolina Family Amusement Park Study Commission. You guys, you guys have got to work on your names. All you <laughs> yeah, I know. politic people have got to yeah. – acronyms, I know. You you, you know. Okay. Um, with the purpose to develop strategies that encourage family amusement parks. Okay. That's cool. I don't have an issue yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's just nip it right in the bud that it is – not feasible for disney to move it, everything i cannot it's believe not, I, the number of I, people who are still i know it, entertaining it, it, that idea does that's not how the, any of this works it's um like you've never been to disney it, have you it, you don't know what no. this is that's like you I might mean, as well be asking new york city to relocate like <laughs> yeah yeah 40 square miles people lots of infrastructure it, it's not gonna happen i will um, say this it is really fun to think about though oh yeah like just the idea of I just like this idea of Iger hitting a button and just like all of the buildings exploding all at once. Right. And then it's just like, we're gone. And like, what happens to Florida then? Like at that point, DeSantis is like, I don't know, trading in uh, like interns for bullets. Like, like it becomes Mad Max almost immediately. Like, yeah, yeah. There is no state. At that and, point. and and I love that North Carolina next door is just being super opportunistic, oh, right? Yeah. Be- because capitalism, like, hey, yeah. bring your dollars here. Well, and and I worked out in North Carolina when I was working for Paramount Parks because they owned Car- they owned Carowinds, mm-hmm. um, and it's a beautiful state, and that yeah. park's lovely, and I love going to the Outer Banks. North Carolina is lovely. Like, sure, other park developers get on it because there's a there's land there, and it's close to everything, and you would get this a lot of the same tourists. That go down to Florida could go yeah. there. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, as of what I've said is, I I'm more than happy for Disney to do this. It works completely for me. It's closer to Maryland. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> um, whatever they want to do. So anyway, congrats to North Carolina. Maybe you'll have at least a board, which will be fun. And you know, anything that gets possible theme park business, I'm all about. Um, so we are moving on from. The bitch fest uh, that is Ron DeSantis to kind of one more uh, resort related piece of news for Walt Disney World, which is um, 350 uh, new DVC cabins are coming to Disney's Fort Wilderness. So these are going to be replacing the old cabins. Um, They are going to be completely new i think they're going to be more expensive i think we already know that um dvc i'm trying to remember dvc doesn't currently run the cabins do they or is or they they i think i think there's at least some vacation club presence in fort wilderness um yeah because i I thought so i thought there was some but maybe it's going to be all now um it's probably all anyway but no matter what you look at it they're going to make it more expensive 
So um, they oh, released. Actually, it says it's. Per- I, no, I think it's new. Actually, I'm wrong. Mm. Uh, I, don't, new- I don't think they're because it says like uh, would be the 17th DVC resort. Okay, so, so it's all it's it's now a new DVC resort, um, which of course is not a surprise to me because the thing about DVC is they always have to have new resorts to make it work. Um, and, uh, they would probably go, well, what is the thing that the poorest people that come here, what do they go? And they're like, oh, well, they take the cabins in the the Fort Wilderness area. Okay. Well, let's not have that anymore. That's silly. Um, rich people only please. So (laughs) why should we charge $125 a night when we could be charging $1,025 a night? Yeah. Yeah. It's not DVC, but you know, right. Most of the conversation I saw online about this is just people hating on how they look. And I hate you know, how they look. And I've been sitting here like waiting. I know. I, I, I will. I'm going to not disagree with you, but I will say they are on trend for what people want. My beef is not with the aesthetics. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what, with what? It looks to me like they're like heavily glass based. Oh, just the clip. Just the clerstory. They're clerstory windows up top. Okay, okay, okay. Never mind that I don't have as much of an issue. I, for some reason, I thought that the side panels were glass. And oh, no. I, no. No. No, like they're... That, that... Yeah, okay. No, I have less of an issue with there's, it. <laughs> there's windows in from, the, like, the balcony entry. Yeah. But it looks like the bedrooms are completely uh, walled in and yeah. with, with upper clerstory windows, which in an environment like that will actually work really well and be lovely. Like, I understand why people hate it. They want something super themey, But to be honest, mm-hmm. that's not what most people, especially DVC club members. Well, yeah. DVC they, especially, yeah. They they want something that is on par with other resort hotels around the world so they want something a little nicer it i don't think they look at a place they look like modern cabins that i've seen built here in in big bear like it's it's yeah. it's on trend with what what those I are agree. however i like i think the treehouse villas are amazing like those are adorable and weird yeah. over at sarasota spring so it's like i i think they're they rhyme with that from a design perspective so mm. You know, I, I don't yeah. I'm not offended by him, but it just I think the, my bigger issue is like, OK, yeah, these used to be the low, low income option. Yeah. And yeah. now they're not going to have that, you know. No, no, they're not. It's, it's going to ruin a lot of people's traditions because I think it's probably like a lot of the same people. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You know, there's yeah. been families that have gotten one of these cabins, you know, every year. For, are there are there still RV spaces in Fort yeah. Wilderness? So yeah, you can totally. still bring an RV. I think yeah. that's what'll happen is that they'll just they'll they'll grow that business a little. They're you know DVC can't take that over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I I I'm I agree with you in the sense that it's like if I had to have a cabin, I certainly wouldn't want one that looks like this. I would want something more themed. Uh, Themey, right? But and, and that's right. But if I went to an Airbnb that looked like this, I would say, "Oh, this is nice." Like, right, right, so, and that's yeah. and that's the problem is that's who they're competing with. Everybody thinks all this new architecture. Oh, they're they're cheaping out because there's no theming. I'm like, first of all, they're spending the same amount on materials and build out and interiors that yeah. they would have on a themed environment. Trust me on this. That's just Disney doesn't cheap out on these things. They all cost about the same because of soft costs of design alone, right? Yeah, and it's that's just a taste level thing, and its tastes have changed, and so and they're not competing with. Um, unthemed hotels they're competing with airbnb yeah and and people being able to get a beautiful house that uh, it's more i think dvc especially but even the hotels in a certain way are aspirational for what the kind of thing people would want to live in Hmm. 
And I don't think people want to live in a, in a castle or a log cabin. And so you might, and and I, I, you know, I actually have a friend who lives in a log cabin in Big Bear and it's gorgeous, but it, it's modern enough that it doesn't feel like that. And I think there's a fine line there with theming and comfort when it comes to like, I, I, I understand why people don't like this and people can have their opinion. I I don't disagree with their opinion. I just think from a professional standpoint, I look at it and go, nope, that looks about right. What people want right now. You've seen these in, in the flesh. These look very, at least the concept art, which again, I hate using concept art for any reference, but but it looks very modular. Are these yeah. are these coming in on a semi? I bet you they're all pre-built, you know, which yeah. people can, will, which nowadays people will, you know, uh, criticize. And it's like, well, no, no, no. The contemporary was built that way, too. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> yeah, let us exactly. not forget, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, that's so crazy. I, I of course, remember that, but it's so yeah. I did and not. No, that, that's a new fact for oh, me. Oh, oh yeah. the, the contemporary was built as a giant A-frame concrete structure, and the rooms were built off site and slid in like shoeboxes. What? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. no one has ever built a hotel like that ever again. Yeah. It, it was, was a, in, a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Yeah. Like it sounds innovative, but it was just a hassle. And so, um, but beyond that, a lot of small housing and look at the tiny home movement. You don't build a custom tiny home. You buy one yeah. and decorate it and paint it the way you want it. That's what this is. It's a tiny home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That holds seven. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, a snug seven. Um, We are going to head on over here to Animal Kingdom because after you've heard this on Monday uh, and tomorrow for us, it's it's Earth Day. And Earth Day, of course, is the 25th anniversary for my favorite North American theme park, Animal Kingdom. Um, so we're going to do a little reflection on, on just our thoughts on animal kingdom, what we like about it. Um, that sort of stuff. Janine, you want to, you want to start us off? What are your thoughts about animal kingdom hitting 25? I have some thoughts, uh, namely that I was about my son's age when, when animal kingdom opened and I, we went opening weekend and. That d- 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 it bothers me that that was 25 years ago. Um, <laughs> that's that's yeah. the big blaring. Uh, that's alarming. Yeah, um, yeah. Get off my get off my lawn. Yeah, <laughs> don't. I don't love that. But it is very cool to like. We went opening weekend. Um, you know, the dinosaur countdown to extinction was the dinosaur that movie themed still, and yeah. like that was just such a such a moment that's so weird to me that that franchise has evaporated from existence, existence. <laughs> no well, but it, there's it doesn't, one movie it doesn't exist they, anymore well, and you on. can see alabar or aladar aladar mm-hmm. aladar in oh, i have that the dinosaur ride the counter yeah. extinction yeah. ride um yeah. and that's it yeah. It's just weird. Well, they actually changed. I mean, it's funny. They ch- it opened as Countdown to Extinction, and then they changed right. it to oh, Dinosaur right. to oh, match the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it, but you know, no, it's and that's what not. Is it, a, what is it now? Because I get it all. It's Dinosaur now. It's just yeah. Dinosaur. This is called Dinosaur. Oh it's my fast. God. It, it's 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 fast. It's a blast. It's, it's in the fun. past. Yeah, it's in the past. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you, Dave. <laughs> that's the wow, slogan. that makes a lot of sense. I have, I was nine when 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 we wow. went and so i have some vague recollection yeah. of because that's also when that's the year that islands of adventure opened and we went to opening weekend for that too oh man that's is, a that's a rough like animal kingdom back then compared to islands ooh. yeah so like it makes yeah. kind of a bit of sense that i'm like oh i don't super remember 
being there. I don't have a ton of memories of what was open and what wasn't. Um, yeah. But it's my favorite park. Yeah, girl. It's my. It is my favorite of the Disney parks down there for sure. I, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's um. It and it's really become so, so beautiful but you can see the the dna of that even an opening even though there wasn't a lot to do yet yeah um, might be another they, reason why i don't super remember it because probably right, nine-year-old right. me was like the fuck is this yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no totally where are the, where are the rides <laughs> yeah i mean i went i have i was living down there working down there at the time and and i went pre-opening i went to a, a, a friend's imagineering of preview. course you did of course and it was it was <laughs> and it was fun but like my my takeaway was going through the safari and they still had the big dead elephant at the end. Yeah. Oh, and, I remember that. And, and I, I literally got off and looked at my friend, like you're taking that out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, it teaches a very important, you're taking that out. You yeah. can't do that. <laughs> you can't make me love an animal by showing it dead. Like I understand the impulse of why they put it there. I, I, I actually yeah. talk with friends that worked on that thing. And it's like, yeah, but, but cooler heads prevailed before opening. And that's why it was taken out. Cause it was traumatic. It was not a good way to that's like wild ending on a, on gunfire and escaping poachers that are shooting at you. Like that's not, that doesn't Wait. leave me with the war. Yes. That part was taken out too. No, I remember that though. It was there for a little bit. It was so, a, that was there for okay. a while and then taken okay. out later. Okay, yeah. I do yeah. remember that. It was a gradual, you know, dissolve of the entire Big Red Little Red situation. Our, yes, because Little okay. Red was there yes. in the truck for a while. Yeah, my, fa- my favorite moment of that though, and this is where Animal Kingdom really like I I, I got it, and it was on the safari. There's a certain point where all the guides are like. They're, you're looking for the elephants, basically. And the guide says something like, I'm going to get off the mic for a while and tune in. And they turn it, supposedly turn on the radio and it plays this this African radio station and this very cool you oh. Know, music. Oh, I remember that. And they don't do it anymore. But no. but the first time I did it and that happened, we turned the corner and there are the elephants. And it was like, mm. oh, my God, oh. they added a musical reveal That's awesome. of that <laughs> moment. I got goosebumps. It was like it was a really good moment. Um. But you know, it's it it. it I, I think that park has become some be, has settled into its DNA and legacy now that wasn't sure. there in '98. You know. Well, you know, I, for me, it's interesting because it's like, um, the trees themselves grew into it. Like that whole park needed to get older. It needed to fill out uh, aesthetically, and yeah. it has. Um, I went. Back in college, um, I only we did uh, was my girlfriend at the time was working as uh, a cast member in the college program, and I came for spring break, and we did uh, Animal Kingdom in the morning and Studios in the afternoon. We did them both because you could you pretty much could do Animal Kingdom even with at that time Everest was open um, and Camp Minnie Mickey. Um, You you still could pretty much do it in a half day if you really wanted to. and so I left and I was like, oh, easily the worst of the four. I was like, no, no question. Um, and then after moving here and being around and, um, you know, having, excuse me, <clears throat> have, I'm getting emotional. No, um, having five years here to just enjoy it and just be there. Um, there's a thing about that park that calls you to be present with it um, that yeah. – None of the other parks do. Totally um, agreed. Totally agree. It's a lean forward experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get you get out of it what you what you sort of are curious about. Yeah. 
Totally. If you stop and you sit at Drinkwalla and you look out at the lake uh, uh, or the river there and you just kind of look at the custom paint job on the side of the building and you're like, geez, Louise, this place is gorgeous. It is Disney's slowest park in a good way. In a good way, right. Yeah. It makes you slow down. That's really smart. That's a really good observation. Absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's, I think it, to be honest, it's kind of the, um, it's kind of the, the, uh, the park in Orlando that I have the most kind of attraction, beautiful moments in attractions, memories. Sure. Versus yeah. the other parks where I have more memories with friends. Mm. Right. Interesting. Not, not that I didn't have memories with friends at Animal Kingdom. It's just right. off the top of my head, there's three or four very central moments for me in terms of seeing an attraction and being like, wow, or being moved by it or seeing something I've never seen before. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, there is that as much as they don't want you to treat it like a zoo, the, the thing about it is, is I can go see the country bears. They're going to do the same thing every time. But if I go to yeah. animal kingdom, you know, all the animals do something different every time. Like it is a much more, if you're willing to take the trails and you're willing to like look around, things are different every time. It's easily yeah. more refreshed than all the other ones. Um, yeah. I think that's why people also like Epcot is because Epcot doesn't refresh, but there is sort of that like vibe of chilling out, um, especially in World Showcase that I think people uh, kind of gravitate towards. Yeah, because I mean, Magic Kingdom is not chill. No, no. I, I mean, I would love to see some sort of like world food uh, uh, festival at Animal Kingdom because it's made oh, for yeah. it. Um, it'd be really, really fun. Yeah. Wait, um, yeah. do they serve like insect food? No, I'm here? not like going full Temple of Doom here. It's not Snake Surprise. <laughs> um, Cricket flower churros. Yeah, you, could, you know what? There, there. I would they bet should, you they would sell. They it should and, do that. They should yeah, do stuff. They yeah, sell. they should have a couple of menu items that are like these are sustainable because they're made from bug protein. Yada yada. I think it'd be great. That's yeah. it fits in the mission. It yeah. It's totally. it's also the future, so get ready for it. So yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, like I, I might one of my favorite mo moments ever in a theme park was on the safari when we encountered a um, giraffe standing in the road because and that we just stopped mm -hmm. and we were That's, there for like and it was a road they could it was on that way down into the into the savannah so it was this tight turn and it was near the bay I've of gotten stuck the, at that exact the, spot yeah right and <laughs> and we were there for like half an hour yeah and the, and the giraffe was super curious and kept coming down and looking at everybody and and then eventually made its way and you're like mm -hmm. life finds a way this is yeah. this is what i wanted out of this experience yeah the safari is weirdly the only ride that if it if it you know quote unquote breaks down it's usually a fairly enjoyable experience like weirdly <laughs> you're like oh i got to be on it longer how great yeah that? it's like oh sweet we lucked out yeah, as long as you're not like farther back and you're just like yeah. on the trail. Um, yeah. But yeah, for sure. Well, that is uh Walt Disney World for uh this episode. We're going to head on over to the West Coast and Janine uh, is going to take us through the West Coast, uh talk a little bit about Disneyland and uh she's going to bounce way off of the West Coast. She's going to keep going west and she's going to hit Japan and Beijing as well for Universal Studios. So, uh Janine, what's going on in Disneyland uh recently? Uh Disneyland is spitting in the face they say in gay. of the they yeah they gay. say they say gay uh disneyland is spitting in the face of the uh people who are shouting at disney world particularly but but disney as a whole uh they are 
going above and beyond, in my opinion, and doing an official Disney After Dark Pride Night event that's a separately ticketed Pride Night celebrating the community and allies with um, themed entertainment and characters with costumes that are specific to the event. I know. Uh, It's it's great. uh, Line dancing. (laughs) This is Uh, like... This is a Stefan bit, basically. This is yeah. the hottest club. Yeah, yeah the, the hottest club like a, is Disneyland After Dark Pride Night. Yeah, themed themed photo backdrops and a bunch of different dance parties, a specific cavalcade, uh, uh, just the works. Um, I think it's fantastic. I love that there's a three hour commingling period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, it's uh, June thirteenth and fifteenth. Um, I just think it's, I think it's great. I, I'm and they sure announced, it's... we know when they announced this, right? It was right after DeSantis' press conference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They just dropped it so, in the face. I mean, they've been working on it forever. Like just to, just to go back in history a bit for people who don't know, gay night at Disneyland back in the eight, first of all, they used to kick people out for being gay at Videopolis in the eighties. And there was a, a, a couple of gay couples who were in the early eighties who were kicked out just for like holding hands. It's it, it, they have a sordid history, right? Yeah. But starting in the late eighties into most of the nineties, there was a local uh, uh, LGBTQIA travel company here in Southern California called Odyssey adventures. And they did, you know, packaged uh, travel things for gay folk. And um, they used to rent out the park. And so gay night for, for years in my twenties, was oh it's once a year and we get the park to ourselves and it's a, a ticket event just like this right. it's just that disney didn't own it right they allowed it to happen for sure it was what they call a corporate buyout and corporate buyouts happened all the time at disneyland back in the day like microsoft could rent the whole place for a for a company party basically and they stopped doing that uh, uh when dca opened it was a big sweeping change no more corporate buyouts so gay day had already been happening in florida as the, what they call the mix-in right where it's just people showing up in red shirts and that all started online in the late 90s with people disneyland fans chatting and saying meet me at the park or where it's so you can find me that's it it was a gra- grassroots thing and now it's this big event the same that transferred over to disneyland in the early aughts because they stopped doing the buyout odyssey stopped doing their party and so our mix-in has been exactly the same as florida's for years and has turned into a bigger event disney has acknowledged it and they make special menus so it's not like they've not acknowledged pride especially in the last i've spent especially in the last five or ten years um the, the 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 disneyland gay days in october now late september actually are are big and 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 disneyland embraces that money it's like this is all capitalism but i think this is really a a huge step for them even with all of that history this is a huge step for them to be the the author of it if you will totally because because when i was when i I remember early days of the mix-in events they used to stage uh gay employees gay cast members at uh near the ticket booths at the entrance looking for frankly straight dads who are unwittingly wearing red shirts and offer to give them a shirt they used to do that they used to do that they used to have a a little sandwich board up at the entrance that said just so you know this is an unofficial event happening today and gay employees would be there to answer questions and give refunds like wow that that was and that's literally 20 years ago early aughts like not that long ago 
No. So, yeah. so this is pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to go because as a magic key holder, it's like, I don't want to spend another 140 bucks, but I get, but for people who aren't pass holders, I think it's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, speaking of things, they'll probably be able to check out, uh, when they're there. Um, we got a fancy new, uh, thing going on in Tomorrowland. Uh, what's that all about, Janine? Yeah, Disneyland. Um, the, uh, DVC lounge in Tomorrowland is, uh, opening up. Let's see. Did it? Yeah, it just opened, uh, this week, right? Uh, so it is the Starview station. It is the new lounge. It's honestly very beautiful. And, you know, Nathan, you said earlier that you hate concept art. I was looking into the concept art that they released for this, and this is pretty much right on point to the concept art. Well, it's generally, actually... yeah. I mean, if your concept art is walls and decor, it's usually pretty accurate. <laughs> if it's attractions, it's never accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. And, all, and what's funny is this place is just loaded with, if you remember um, or have been to the contemporary recently, uh, and, um, oh, uh, what's the what's the new uh, restaurant? Oh. It's not even new anymore, but um, I'm totally blanking on the Contemporaries restaurant. But anyway, um, that restaurant has um, a ton of this kind of like concept art use. Um, and they have a lot of beautiful old concept art uh, in this lounge as well, which is really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's gorgeous space age mid-century modern steakhouse 71 by the way that's what i was talking about ah, i was just looking uh, it up right, trying to right. yeah <laughs> which is um, a great place i love that place yeah i i think it's really pretty what I, I i mean first of all this is a building that is in the long term not long for this world yeah um, they've been trying to figure out what to do with it forever and it was been you know it was interventions for a while and then it was star star wars before galaxy's edge opened it was a trading post kind of thing but like um because this was this was carousel progress this in, was in the carousel scenes, of right? progress yes it right. was and then and then as you mentioned interventions utilized the rotating uh yeah. stages still which was oh, really really fun. cool yeah to get um, you in and out of it they actually rotated you. you you would group a group and then it would move to an opening and then you'd walk in it was kind of cool it was like they, it, they 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 couldn't rip it out so they might as well use it and then that stopped working i guess and yeah. it was like eh, let's just just lock it in place so until that building gets knocked down this is just like hey how can we monetize this space um and my favorite part is all the memorabilia like it's got yeah. the old spacesuit the old uh the old spacesuits that the disneyland astronauts used to walk around in the uh um the k7 spacesuits which are really funky and i wasn't weird. super aware of the context of that that's really oh cool. yeah they used to walk around the park and not in my era this is back in the 50s but like and then one thing that you, you can still see the the space station s1 model it's from the old disneyland t television series um sculpted by Wafel rogers who was a legendary imagineer yeah. and it's the actual prop he built which is kind of cool but wild that it's in front of the bathroom <laughs> i know i know yeah yeah it was previously on display at the, at the smithsonian national airspace museum <laughs> so I, I would call this i would call this a downgrade yeah 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 just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> the signage on the bathroom is gorgeous though yeah yeah there's some design details that are nice it's a I think it's a little bit of a 
my to my eye it's kind of a hodgepodge of everything they've thrown at the contemporary uh, for the yes. last 20 years like how do you make the future anymore and and make it colorful and contemporary so this is a, it's a little little all over the map for my taste but the com- individual components they picked are really nice i i do i do like it yeah there's at least a consistency we were talking about before we started uh the, the episode a little bit about uh at Epcot, there's one of these DVC lounges as well, and it's basically just the top floor above uh, ImageWorks, and yeah. uh, you know it's fine. It's some seats, and you get you know if you I knew a DVC member at the time, so you go up and we get gummy worms, and that was fun. It's always just nice to get free stuff at Disney. So air conditioning, um, yeah. I mean, that, it was a great place for air conditioning. Um, yeah, you always just kind of looked at the walled off area where the. Uh, you knew right behind it the the uh, rainbow tunnel was, and you're just like, right, we, we've messed up. There's this is we, we've we've done this poorly. Look what um, they've done. To, look what they've done to my boy. Yeah. yeah. So, but but at least this has some real. I feel like they put some effort into this, and uh, you know, there's someone had a little bit of fun with it. Well, and I like any time that Disney, and I feel like we've seen this a couple times now, where, and I I would certainly assume, Imagineering is working with the archives. Um, and anytime they do that and they come up with these neat, cause if you look too, there's this cute little Mary Blair, um, thing going on in one of the images as well. Uh, they just, it's just these nice little touches. Some of these knickknacks feel very bought, uh, off of, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. pier one, uh, yeah. there, discount, there is but... a wall decor item that I own. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's probably like. You know, this is it's from Target. Time, time, <laughs> timeline wise, I would give this thing like five years or so because they're mm-hmm. gonna figure out what to do with Tomorrowland and that building's toast, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah, it's 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 nice. I think that, that that's the thing. If you really look at it, it's all stuff that is purchasable and easily replaced. And but I think that the idea of having a, a lounge up there, I was hoping it was like DVC and Magic Key, because we've got the Magic Key Lounge over in dca which is actually quite lovely but it's not that so that's a i think that they should i mean disney can barely contain its contempt for its annual pass holders (laughs) (laughs) and so like to ask for access to a space like this is yeah yeah, i know i know yeah um because we would take it up we would take them up on it we would we We would just pack that place yeah Yeah. it would be we would really treat it like our like a starbucks they've got (laughs) I mean, they've got Coke, Coke freestyle machines for yeah. free. Come on yeah. now, and yeah. and I and I, and the, the star curtains a little chintzy, but they, they, they the tried. Star really? Okay, <laughs> I have to see it in person, but it, it feels to me like okay, that was probably designed to be projection and then value engineered at the last minute. But it's yeah. but it's it, it, yeah, otherwise you're looking down into the empty part down below. So I understand why they had to do it. It's 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 not pretty down there. It's probably all torn up. Yeah, it makes a, a pretty cheap way to. Like that maybe informs the entire design almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that allows them to really lean into the the space theme. And that is a much cheaper option that for the money than like almost any other solution to that issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true as well. Anyway, I'd recommend looking for the photos. So WDWNT has some photos uh, set up. Some other people do too. I think blog Mickey does. Um, we're checking out. Um, so where are we? What's going we're on? We're going to I'm, Japan. I'm, we're going to Japan now. We're going to do some Universal stuff. Yeah. Um, tell us more about what's going on in Japan. Yeah, Japan is getting in on one of the things that 
in my opinion, Animal Kingdom does really well, which mm-hmm. is take advantage of puppetry. Um, Universal Studios Japan is introducing a bunch of uh, magical creatures from the Harry Potter franchises as meet and greet puppets. And so there's uh, three, I mean, I guess maybe four technically, so three separate types of critter. That, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, three separate types of critter that you could meet. Um, there's a, a classic baby dragon, a little hatchling. Uh, there's a sniffler from uh, Fantastic Beasts. Sniffler? Niffler. Niffler. I come. Yeah. Oh man. I did not. I watched the first one. <laughs> and you were the one. Oh, you were the one. Okay. Good. Yeah. Let me, let me the, the Niffler was the best part of it. So yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, a Niffler, my bad. Sorry. Um, it's a uh, cute, I guess. I don't know. I think it's nightmare fuel. Um, but I imagine some people like it. Um, it looks horrifying. They're, they all look. There's they one all look picture little, that I saw. That's just. They all look a like little it. scary. They do look a little scary. <gasps> They're monsters, people. That's okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, but in the in the movie, I recall it was at least a little cute. Yeah. And I am generally very forgiving with my like what's cute and what's not cute. Yeah. Yeah, not, that's true. You're like a bug person. So. I'm a bug person, and like critters and crawlies, <laughs> and like that is just straight nightmare. Um, and then there's pygmy puffs, which are little pink puff balls that sit on a very adorable cast member's <laughs> shoulder, and um, you can take pictures with the critters, and they move and interact with you. And yeah. I like that sort of thing. Um, I don't love these specific ones but i love the idea and the spirit and i fully encourage them to do any part to do more of this stuff yeah i i love the idea of bringing sort of sophisticated you know sculpted animatronic or puppeted stuff closer to the guests it's always magical i what i love about it is that they wrote little stories for each of those appearances like the guy with the with the ukrainian iron belly dragon is like smuggling it and is looking out for horrors so he doesn't get caught right like <laughs> it's it's so they've 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 given them uh, you know, in world and and from a brand perspective, this is a huge step because when Potter opened, you were not allowed to have characters that were not on the page. Like you could not make up some guy smuggling in something, right? Yeah. Um. And the, finally, they've loosened the reins on that and allowing the place to breathe a little bit and 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 having characters like that that are unique to the park. I think is really kind of great for a brand that is that. for a brand that is. Uh, okay uh, jk's problematic uh, stuff aside is still a little a little burnt out right like yeah, I, I was totally. i was like you said earlier janine i was burnt out on all this before she turned into a shit bag so yeah. um uh, but this injects some life like i hope these these make it to california and florida because they're it was really cute and if if uh if if history serves most of the stuff they develop for um Harry Potter uh, in Japan is like a testing ground of whether or not yeah. they can bring it here. Yeah. That's so. interesting. I wonder. And yeah, well, they're far more, uni- I mean, they're far more unified universal yeah. in Japan and, and, and Shanghai. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my thing is like, I love this kind of stuff because if we are getting burnt out on the, on I'm calling the Hogwarts stuff, like yeah. having anything that's part of the universe, but not that you can, you know, in theory, you can run this land and not know anything about Harry Potter and still like it. Yes. Like, yeah. It's yeah. 
this kind of stuff allows that to happen. Yeah. Because you're not, I mean, the rides are very specific, especially um, here when you have Green Gods that's like, hey, we're in the middle of a movie. Do you remember this? Like, it's very, if you don't know what's going on, it's a little confusing. But, um, you know, this kind of stuff is always in the in the overall um, decor and stuff has always been just sort of inviting, uh, whether you like the franchise or not. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to throw in it. here as the parent of a formerly small child, now just child. Um, <laughs> this sort of thing is what makes the parks yeah. magical to bring yeah. your kid to, because I can see my son seeing this sort of thing and like really believing it. Like it, it still gets sold to them yeah oh yeah absolutely and, and like the magic that 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 that's you can't get that anywhere else you, and that's why you go to the parks did you see that clip that when it was online today of the kids seeing little little black boys seeing captain I america did. at avengers campus oh my goodness yes. and, the, and and the performer came down to say hi to him and yes. taught him how to how to how to practice flying and oh my god the the waterworks i was yes. just weeping it was so cute and wholesome and we need more of that and that's yeah really what this is like yeah this, My, there's a lot of adults who go to disney and we have a lot of opinions about disney but it's important to remember that like it's it's for it's families for it's yeah. not it's not yeah. for us it's for families to come and have a wonderful time and there's an art to it and it's important that we be able to have these discussions i really love these sorts of discussions but like don't lose sight of the magic of it what what's Which everybody seeing like, it through a kid's eyes? What's everybody's earliest theme park memory? Because I know mine. Mine was um, uh, sitting on Main Street watching the Main Street Electrical Parade when I was probably wow. five, six, 75, 76. I love and that. the moment that Elliot the Dragon appeared in front of my eyes, because I was looking away when he drove up and turned mm. off. And I my earliest memory is looking at what is this big black nothing in front of me? And then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. you know, Elliot appears. I, I and again as a kid you're like I don't care that it's made up of dots this is Elliot yeah. right like the, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and it was my favorite movie at the time so my first memory is a is a bit of very very simple magic in a parade but it you're doesn't exactly have right. to be a lot for kids no like, that's, no not at all no yeah I love that what about you I, mean, I um my hmm. I really I have some memory of meeting Pluto I was obsessed I didn't want to leave um mm-hmm. um but. I have a weird sort of like my first memory is uh, just movement in color. Like yeah, I was very, yeah. very young and I just remember moving towards us like in a certain way and color being in a certain way. And I think my brain has tried to make it some, like for a long time before I was really into Disney stuff, I thought, was this a Ludwig von Drake color thing that I remember? <laughs> like, what was this thing? Like, I couldn't figure it out. Um, I, and I just sort of surmised it was carousel. Uh, of progress like i thought okay i'm moving okay let's we'll say that's what it does and then i finally watched um delta dream flight and i was like that was it that was it there's no way it wasn't that and i and i don't have any proof i've looked at the we have the maps and things it was there um i have no we have no photos of me there and my parents are like you know they didn't they don't remember that kind of stuff but um (laughs) Uh, it is funny how I'll, I'll like interrogate them. I don't. I don't really care who my great grandmother was or what country we were found from. But I'm <laughs> what like, was my first when ride? When we went the first time, what did I do? Um, <laughs> but I think that I think that's my first. I think it's it's just I, I remember being very comforted. I remember being very like 
overwhelmed in that good way. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's a, a wonderful thing. And that's what you should, I, I will add here. And I think I've said this story on the podcast before, which is my favorite story. Um, Disney related, which is exactly connected to this, which is I was in, um, Philharmonic magic and Donald went through the screen and his butt is in the wall in the back. And this kid looks at it and then turns to his mom and goes, it's real. It's all real. <laughs> and it's just the best. It, it's, it's the, there's nothing better than that. You can just, okay, I'm done. Can the I, park's done. We're done for the day. Like it's I, the best thing you can, can I, have. I'm going I'm to give you an example of the opposite. I was walking out of a show at Disneyland once and it was the Fantasyland Theater, the big outdoor one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, when Pocahontas was out. So this is back okay. in the nineties. And this, po- this Pocahontas show had this lovely little grandmother willow thing. They did, did a confetti that was uh, autumn colored leaves that went over the audience. It was, it was a lovely little show. Um, I'm leaving and there's a, there's a family in front of us and the, obviously the kid asked dad what does it mean when they say paint with the colors of the wind because dad's response was uh the wind ain't got no color son it's transparent (laughs) (laughs) i mean oh man that guy's gonna go fly a kite like yeah you just killed his understanding of metaphor, like the that poor child. Yeah, you had a you had a teachable moment there, and Sometimes. then that child grew up to be a Republican. Um, <laughs> started there, practical. Yeah. Janine, what about you? Do you remember your first memory? It's Any hard for me um, because I feel like my first memory is I don't remember firsthand. Oh sure, yeah. But uh, like I've seen the home video uh, so often that like that is the first memory that I have, even though it's third person. Um, Cause like next, I went one time when I was like under two and that's the, the memory that I have. And then I started going a bunch when I was like in my like third grade to fifth grade years. Okay. And so I don't really remember yeah. what my first memory was. So like the first, first memory that when I think back to my early days at, at, at Disney is a home video of us. And I love this memory. So that's part of the reason, uh, being at Epcot at night and we're walking, somebody's pushing me in a green stroller through, uh, some of the, like, uh, future world is that is it future mm, yeah. world yeah uh-huh. like that yeah. that area like kind of near like the odyssey sure pavilion and someone has found a toad <laughs> or, <laughs> and put it on my lap in my stroller and i'm screaming <laughs> <laughs> and the video is just like lit by like the low uh <laughs> like lights and it's just me and a toad and i'm not having it but uh that's i just love that that memory. <laughs> we didn't live in florida we didn't have toads just toads around yeah and now you're like toads welcome whenever you yeah. want to show up yeah yeah Come like on sometimes you gotta be scared a little bit and then you realize oh wait this is not so bad <laughs> So, gang, if you want to have cool memories like that, you're more than welcome to take video and photo. But don't bring someone to do it for you if you're going to go to Studios Beijing. Uh, Janine, what what has Universal Studios in Beijing done, which I think is a uh, a very interesting uh, kind of solution uh, to a I would consider a fairly new problem. Yeah. Um. So here's a. a- you know, Beijing has an issue with 
people hiring professional photographers and probably I would imagine videographers to take professional photos and videos of them in the parks. Um, that is now banned. Um, I guess they sell like a, a authorized photography service that costs like 50 bucks. That is basically like photo pass. Um, I will say that having been a professional photographer, this is already in play at Disney World. Oh, sure. Don't oh, yeah. Yeah. The other, yeah. All like, other, you're all not other... allowed to. No. All other U.S. parks have a clause in the ticket that. Yeah. I mean, you can't be, do any commercial no, stuff. Nothing for commercial um, use. But no. apparently, but, like, there were people who, like, it was their full-time job to just yeah. hang out at Beijing, Disney, and do photo shoots yeah. and make bank. Yeah, yeah. Univer- uh, it's it's it, it's not uncommon for the, par- the 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 parks that I've been to in China. Um, the lower end parks there, you would actually see people like roaming through the park trying to sell candy and balloons that were obviously not part of the park in the oh, park. Wow. Um, yeah. At at Universal Shanghai in the in the little whatever they call it, little downtown Disney area out front, there were people all the time selling their wares. And it, and it took them a long time to crack down on it because people kept saying, no, this is public space. And this is like, no, it's private land, which is not <laughs> a thing in China. And and so, well, um, yeah. I mean, Disney Shanghai had the same problem. Yeah. 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 Like right outside the, the park. Yep. Right. So um, it's I, this is not surprising. They're just adapting. But it's it, because I bet you there's no equivalent to having an agreement on your ticket that you silently agree to. Do you know what I mean? I'm governmentally that may not exist there really. So they have to make it more overt now. Yeah. I mean, I think in China, they just say, we'll put you in jail. <laughs> right. Work it's... camp for a month. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as so I, they were revoking annual passes for, for photographers who. Uh, yeah. And you'll it. still like, you'll still see in the parks. It's the line is so murky now. I can do incredible things with my phone. Um, like you, if you knew what you were doing, you could probably. I did get an away. engagement session yeah. in Magic Kingdom once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could can... even bring in a DSLR, and they wouldn't. Quit. Like, I I did it. It's you know what's funny now is I was just thinking about this the other day. Like I would love, love, love to take my my parents' old VHS recording video recorder in and just do a day at the parks with the old thing. Yeah, yes. the big old shoulder cam. Yeah. Um, and just hit the record and hit stop and hit record. Do you know stop? that that's a thing in the wedding industry now? People are charging yeah, cool. like thousands and thousands of dollars to come record your wedding on a VHS. That uh, rules. That rules. It rules, but it's so expensive. Well, it's and that's expensive. so specific. God. That's going to be gone in like three years. Like that is that is our generation for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, because the yeah. the digital filter version of it doesn't cut it. You it want doesn't. The actual, it doesn't cut it. You want yeah. the tracking on the tape and the yeah. You know, yeah, it's the sound the, quality. The time the blinking issue. in the corner. It's sound quality too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, and I, but I thought about that and I thought, you know what? I'm definitely getting stopped. Like, I'm definitely, like, I come in with basically something that size. They're going to. I don't think so. If you're just <laughs> filming your family. No, they would be fine. But I think I would get questioned at some point <laughs> about something, um, which is funny because you can walk around with a 360 camera on top of your head all day and no one will say a word. So. Yeah, I don't think you would have an issue, honestly. No, probably not. But it's so funny how the quality has gotten smaller and smaller. So, 
um, it's just getting harder to recognize this kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's not a shock there from Shanghai necessarily, um, but they are falling in line with uh, kind of everybody else. Um, Let us move on though. Thank you, Janine, for all that good information. Um, Dave, you have been a busy, busy bear uh, recently. Um, doing all sorts of stuff, getting that honey over at TEA, uh, working hard. Uh, yep. Will you tell the folks a little bit about the Inspire Conference? Also, let them know what TEA is if they don't uh, know already. Sure. The TEA is the Themed Entertainment Association. It is the um, uh, it is a networking uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, standards of excellence uh, organization for all things themed entertainment, um, theme parks, attractions, museums, cultural attractions, live shows, immersive theater, uh, all of that is fair game in, in, for the TEA. And there, in addition to doing conferences around the world, um, throughout the year, um, they, they do a main conference that is, uh, used to be called the TEA summit. Now it's called TEA inspire. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's part of the Thea awards and the Thea awards are like, the simple way is to say the theme park Oscars, but it's not exactly the same because there's not discrete um, uh, categories. Um, it is it's the categories are sort of up to the governing body of which I'm a part, by the way, I'm, I'm one of the um, one of the judges as it were, I'm on the judging committee and I was chair of that committee in 2019 and 2020. Um, don't worry. I stepped out of the room when they voted for things like my Warner brothers park. We're not allowed to vote. Um, so, uh, but it, so it's, it's a, it's a, a, a panel of people and uh, and it's a lot of like you know storied names within the industry um and uh, imagineers and universal people and 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 so they all we every year we go through a cycle of submissions and voting um we decide on a slate of awards um which then gets approved by the TEA board and then they it's not like the oscars in that the people that get the award know far in advance because many of these clients are overseas and have to make plans to travel so they announce it at IAPA in November the year before, and then the summit and, or the Inspire conference and the um, award show are in April. And it was just this past weekend, so I was there for the lot of it. And uh, so nothing was new to me. I'd seen all the winners for months and months and months. Um, uh, but it's it, I call it nerd prom because it is basically <laughs> that it is. Um, uh, our, you know, everybody thinks this is a big industry but it ain't. It's actually pretty small um, compared to things like the movie industry or construction or any of that. It's just th- th- these are th- the places these things happen are, are small and usually one off. And it's not just awarding the big projects. It's awarding some of the smaller ones that you probably haven't heard of. Like we TEA has members all over the world. So people will submit, say, hey, I saw this thing. You have to look at it. Right. Um, like my favorite thing that won this year. Um, by the way, if people want to look at the uh, awards program. It's available online. Cool. Um, a, a site called issue I S S U U dot com slash themed entertainment association. All one word. Um, we'll post a link. I'll, I'll reply when we post this on Twitter, when we post the show and I'll, I'll, I'll put it there. Um, but you can actually look at the actual program and you can see past years and, and it's pretty fun for theme park nerds. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. Um, but the, 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 my favorite award was actually uh, for attractions is something called absurdities volume one. And it's in um, Singapore and it is an immersive theater dining concept. It's a multiversal dining concept and it's not high tech. It's actually quite low tech. It's like six or seven major scenic scenes and you get 
food in each one that is themed to some weird thing. Like, for instance, there's one thing that's like a 1950s American kitchen and they pour you a bowl of cornflakes, but it's not cornflakes. It's actually like deconstructed chicken pot pie and the milk <laughs> and and the milk is actually like cauliflower, like puree. So it's it's all weird molecular gastronomy, strange takes on things in a very funny um uh uh, uh experiential instagram friendly format and um and the and the story behind it is even better it's two people it's a husband and wife and that's it like they made the whole thing wow. and so they so they want a thea and it's because uh, one of our people on the judging committee um my friend luke who is an imagineer he was there and 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 said oh my god we have to look at this thing and it won um so it's a, that's the kind of thing the other thing it does is it um so i mean the other um uh, uh, Awards or stuff you know, like Universal Studios Beijing uh, won an award. I actually um, facilitated the discussion about that at the conference. With the How the, to Train Your Dragon. Uh, no, the whole part. The whole park. Oh, the whole park one. Right. Yeah, but How to Train Your Dragon show won as well as did the Jurassic World Adventure, which is amazing. So <laughs> yeah, the the big ones Deserve like that. Day. But then there's stuff that you've probably never heard of, like absurdities. There's a thing called the Irish Racehorse Experience, which is um, an interactive museum about the uh, about racehorses in Ireland, and it's awesome. quite cool. Um, a thing called Particle Inc. Speed of Dark, which is in Vegas, which is this incredible what they're calling a mixed reality live performance, and it's basically live performance and map projection but seamlessly integrated and choreographed to animation on the walls and things. It's look it up. It's, it's crazy. Um, a thing called quake, which is in Lisbon and it's this interactive immersive museum about a very, very historical famous earthquake that happened back in like the, the 1800s or something. And um, they recreate it in a, in a way um, in an immersive way. And it's a historical deep dive on the city and, and how it affected the city and what the city's become since then. So very cool. Um, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser one, of course. Um, uh, Baudry Interactive is a company that won. David Baudry. They designed all of the talking costume stuff that you see in parks now. Oh, it's cool. A, it's a system called Diva. It's a behind-the-scenes real-time control of characters, and they innovated that. And so they won a, an award not for a, a particular project, but for their body of work. And then the other important awards are for people, the specialty awards. Like there's a um, a Lifetime Achievement Award, and that went to Roland Mack, um, who is the owner of um, Europa Park in Europe. And they are also Mack Rides, the company Mack Rides. And so they, they're a 200-year-old company. Um, that you, that manufactured traveling carnival rides in wow. Germany, and then they they made, they built a park which became kind of a showroom for their products, and now they're a world class theme park. It's quite, pretty amazing. If you've never heard of it. Look it up. So very well deserved. Um, they do a thing called the Thea Classic Award, which is sort of a, an attraction that stood the test of time. This year it was the Main Street Electrical Parade, which was fun. Um, and then uh, a, a really interesting award that's only popped up in the last couple of years called the Thea Catalyst Award. Um, the Lifetime Achievement is a body of work. And what we realized as the voting committee back in 2019, 18 or 19, when I was on it is um, it's a, frankly, it's a lot of old white guys. So um, we were like, how do we celebrate this diversity in this industry and encourage it more? And so the Catalyst Award is that the catalyst is a uh, uh, recognizes individuals who've made an impact with the industry now or recently without without regard to the length of their career and who is making a positive impact that inspires or empowers those that are making experiences like this and the two winners this year could not be more uh, uh deserving um 
they are um uh two one from was with disney and one is with um the museum of science science and industry in chicago um uh Susanna Tubert, if you look her up, she's a uh, uh, um, heads up entertainment at Disneyland Resort. She has a long history uh, uh, designing and, and directing on Broadway. She started a Latino uh, uh, theater festival in New York in the 90s um, that was incredibly well known and, and successful. And so she is the reason we have Festival of Holidays with all the diverse countries represented is because of her right so so she she's amazing and then the other person who won is a woman named chevy humphrey and she's the president and ceo of the uh, museum of science and industry in chicago and she told a story about how like she got a a, a field trip to a museum to the museum uh living in chicago as a kid and then went home and realized that some of her less privileged neighbors had not so she set up in her garage a school and oh, would cool. tell them all about the things that she learned when she was like eight or nine years old. And oh now she's God. doing, and now she's doing that on a professional level and at an industry level uh, at that museum and making sure that their programs touch the, every child it can in whatever um, socioeconomic uh, realm they're in. And so that's what the catalyst award is for. It's the, to me, it's the most important one of, of the ones of the year. And we've only been giving them out for about three years. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's always exciting to see who they find and who we decide to celebrate. It's been a really incredible, diverse uh, sled of people. So that's, that's the Thea's in a nutshell. Go look at the programs. If you want to know more about it, we do this every year. Um, I've got at least another year or two in the awards committee. It's always fun. Um, it is, uh, again, uh, uh, like I said, nerd prom, uh, yeah. we always get dressed up and see each other. I see people I haven't seen in years, you know, that I used to work with that kind of thing. Uh, couple, but it's a lot of fun. couple questions for you. There's, uh, I do have a, th something people should know is, uh, you, if you have not, uh, the program's amazing. So you check that out. But if you haven't watched how do you train your dragon, uh, untrainable the, the show, you, you kind of need to watch it or don't watch it. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna be at Epic universe. I can almost guarantee it. So, um, there's probably no way it won't be. There's literally yeah. going to be a, yeah. uh, how to train a dragon land. Um, so we're checking out, but, um, Question for you, and I think we've talked about, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but um, there's, of course, TEA, and then there is IAPA. And I think what you told me is IAPA is like everything you would need to build a park, and, and TEA is more creative-based. Would you say that's accurate? Or give people an idea of what the what what is the partnership, because clearly there's a partnership between the two, and how right. are they distinct from each other? So IAPA is primarily for owner-operators of parks and museums and attractions, right? It is a place where you can shop for new rides and shop for churro carts and lockers and all the things you need to put in a park. There is a small corner of IAPA that really only showed up in sort of the mid nineties. That is like the, the design groups, like the yeah. think wells of the world. And, and, but you know, universal creative and Imagineering don't have booths there. Yeah. They're wandering the floors, looking at stuff. Um, but the TEA has a booth there. And so there's a small, but mighty presence of TEA company member companies at IAPA. And, we not a lot, not all of them show, uh, have booths there. Like when I was at Thinkwell for the entire my entire run there, they they don't have a booth because they, um, I mean, honestly, they said if we do it one year and then do it the next, people think we've gone out of business because it had happened with other companies. Mm. So they said let's not do it and see where we get. And so now they just have they get a a, 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 a conference room and like a um, 
and have meetings with clients and they have a private reception with clients at a local restaurant. And that's what they do for IAPA. And so for design industries, IAPA is a place to meet your clients and possible clients from all over the world. Um, check off some boxes of what are the new things that I need to see um, uh, in the in there. My favorite story about IAPA was the head of uh, Warner Brothers, who uh, we reported to in designing the Abu Dhabi park. Um, uh, he... Uh, I once got a, 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 a email from his assistant saying, uh, Stephen would like to uh, meet with you at IAPA and walk the floor with you because he had been told that I've been to IAPA a lot. I love walking the floor. I can show him all the cool stuff. And I thought I had made up a list of things of here's this, cause there's not always cool stuff at IAPA. Sometimes it's the yeah. same thing every few years, but I'd made a list of five or 10 things he's got to see. Right. And I quickly found out that it was not about seeing the new cool stuff. It was about he had a sweet tooth and it was about finding all the great ice cream <laughs> and all the assorted ice cream products. And so for the, it is eight, the best part, it is. it is the best part. So for like seven or eight years of, of, of me working on that park in his, within his tenure before he retired, I got to spend, you know, an hour with this incredibly high powered executive, but it was like walking around with your uncle. Like he was, he was a mensch and a lovely man and so great. Um, but I really realized, oh, that's what the, this is his break from business for an hour. I will yeah. absolutely facilitate that. Yeah. So that's, a, so that's Ayapa. It's Beaver Tales for him. Yeah. That's, Beaver, yeah. that's why Beaver, you're there. Beaver Tales and Dippin' Dots. Um, yeah. So um, Dippin' Dots is where those uh, debuted. I remember when they debuted in the 90s. Like, what is this? No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, the TEA I'm constantly starstruck by it. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> the, yeah, the, the origin like, of the origin of nuts uh, were like the, the, the ice cream of the future. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The oh, um, man. Okay. The, the T the TEA are the companies like Thinkwell and design firms, but also um, um, companies that. Uh, uh, build attractions and engineering firms and lighting design companies, all the vendors and companies that go into making theme parks, Sure, probably minus construction. It's mostly the, the creative end of things, right? Um, they are TEA member companies, um, big scenic design companies, big lighting design companies. Um, the parks themselves are members of the TEA. And that's kind of what's interesting too. When a TEA when a project wins a Theo award, the owner operator gets it. It's not for the design firm. Like, yes, you can get one as a, as a, as a, a team member. I have one for my Warner brothers park that I bought. Um, but functionally the purpose of the awards is kind of networking. It's kind of saying, Hey, industry out there doing this, spend more money. Cause we do it well. Right. Like it's, it's, it really is that um, it's, the, it's in a lot of ways, it's the way the Oscars started, right? People think it's this celebration when it was really the producers, like, let's make more money in Hollywood by telling people to yeah. make more motion it's still, pictures. It's, that's just, it's still what it is. I mean, it still is that, right? <laughs> so, so, but there is merit and there is, qual I mean, just, so it's not a popularity contest. There is a very strict and storied and, and rigorous process that these sure. go through that I'm a part of. And it is, it is thrilling to sit in a room of people like, you know, for, that you've grown up idolizing and imagineering for your whole life. And you're a peer at the table. I got to say, I'm still the, I'm still the kid when it comes to that, <laughs> that group, you know what I mean? Um, and so the TEA represents the sort of soft cost side of the equation, the design, the, the, but also the vendor companies that actually build stuff. Sure. Right? That would yeah. be the difference between the two. Uh, my only other question is, wh what was the the hot uh, hot goss uh, at TEA this year? What is the what are the I, I don't I don't know the equivalent here, but like 
what is the the hot tech that everyone's talking about or the the new story way of doing something like what is everyone what's on everyone's lips well you know it's funny because every once in a while we'll have a award given we give a technical award out award out every year um and Baudry got that this year but in the past it's gone to stuntronics the 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 yeeted spider-man right that that right. one one year um then a couple of times uh the control systems that do something really cool on the back end that most plebs and fans wouldn't care less about but was super important to us like that'll yeah. win so um, so it's it's rare though that there's like one thing. First of all, because everybody's under NDA, so if they're working on something, cool, they can't talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, like that I, I really find funny. that for me this for me this year was amazing because our the product I've been working on finally got released. By the way, go check out infiniterabbitholes.com. Of course, it's available for purchase and on the iOS store. Um, uh, but I haven't been able to talk about it the last two of these and so here I was like, I literally was like showing people on my phone. Here it is. You can order it right now. It's a thing. <laughs> um. Um, but I, I would say the one thing like technology and the, all the awards were very cool and stuff, a lot of stuff you've heard of, but a lot of stuff you probably aren't familiar with the one that everybody went, okay, that's cool. Is the guy that, that started the void after that folded, right. Came up with a new, a new VR thing that is actually really good. It's called jump huh? and it's only in one location right now. It's in, um, Salt Lake City, uh, but they're trying to go to other places. And it is a wingsuit skydiving sim that it's that you get put in a wingsuit and you're cabled to this like cable driven motion base above your head uh-huh. and you put on the VR helmet and it doesn't just pull you up slowly and start the experience. You literally have to jump. Oh, boy. like you are like That's you are based really fun, like you are base yeah. jumping. Wow. And it's not, and it's not a movie. It's not canned footage. It is. They did high res scans of like ten square miles, and then oh, and then did that's and, cool. And so through a, your it, body it, turns into like a video yes. game controller. It is a giant um, base jumping video game in in fully immersive VR, and I cannot wait to do it. It looks I do ter- that. It looks terrifying, and I can't wait. That's great. That's wonderful. Um, well, let's talk about things that uh, are also terrifying, uh, but in different ways as we leave <laughs> news and go to our, our favorite segment, Beware Our Guest. Now, Dave, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about certain shenanigans at Epcot. Yeah. Harmonious barges are gone. They are no more. Um, no more harmonious, but things were not so harmonious uh, in last December. <laughs> we just got the police uh, report. No. So what what happened? Oh my goodness! Um, so there was another audience uh, brawl at Epcot, uh, brawling over the spot they wanted to stand in to watch. I guess it was from Harmonious because it was back in December, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and it wasn't. If the incident report wasn't filed until now, which is why it's suddenly hitting the WW, WDWNT. But like, uh, as Harmonious was going on, there was a physical altercation. It was a woman from California and an, uh, another woman from Pennsylvania. And uh, the woman from Pennsylvania seemed to be blocking them during the show and then elbowed someone else into the group and, and it, it escalated. And then one of them lunged and scratched the other. And at a certain point, uh, um, one person, the uh, uh, the Californian woman tried to pull her relatives and her family away from this woman from Pennsylvania. And 
as she pushed Emily, this woman from Pennsylvania away, that woman uh, named Emily bit the California woman's middle finger and proceeded to kick and yell and scream. And uh, a, a meaty portion of her middle finger was missing because this woman bit it off. So, um, you know, this is this is what you get when you have a park that's centered around booze. So yep. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying this is what you have to deal with yep. every once in a while because people are idiots. I'm saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> not only is it a bad thing, it might be the complete opposite of what the park was made for. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Well, and of course the Emily does not any doing anything wrong. She said she was beat up by m- multiple people. She said she was the one beat up and doesn't know why she's the one in handcuffs. Um, you know, and she's being restrained because she's, uh, making comments about hurting herself in her uncontrolled manner. So they, they, uh, she was Baker acted as I was, uh, uh um, uh, educated on today by, by you two, right. which is which for involuntary know, hold. Yeah. It's yeah. involuntary hold in Florida that, um, certain law enforcement or therapists can do, uh, if someone is poss- potentially going to harm themselves. So, yep. Good times. This is what you want. That's and that was in December, so like some good some good Christmas vibes for everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going back to uh, we're going back to Asia. Um, there's stuff going on in China and then also in Tokyo. What's going on uh, in China? We got we got basically these are kind of connected stories in in, in a weird sort of way from yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum, sort of. Um, yeah. But this Chinese one is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously in China. In China, you have a lot of knockoff merchandise, right? That's that's known. This isn't a secret that um, there's a lot of fake Louis Vuittons, that, and that applies to Disney, right? There's fake Disney merch. Well, this guy, uh, this guy and his wife were selling um, basically uh, fake Duffy and Friends plush, which are highly, highly sought after because you can only get them at the park. And he was getting fake ones and selling them on TikTok. And he made over the course of about a year or two, he made almost a half a million US. That's and crazy. so, and, and it was just blatant. Like he was, they were blatant cop uh, copies. Um, um, uh, and they he look pretty got, good to be honest. They're, they're not bad. Yeah. They're just priced really cheap. And so, um, uh, and, and at, what's interesting from a business perspective is that, um, this is the first time the Mickey mouse symbol has been affirmed as a trademark in a criminal case involving IP. So this may in start up in China, yeah. in China. So when I, I was there, imagine 20- anywhere, because I can't imagine IP infringement being criminal here. That's like a strictly civil thing. Um, yes, right? but it, it's it's yes, it's civil and it's usually cease and desist. But I think being China, yeah, like, it's a different. They have a totally it's a different thing, and, yeah. and that, they were they were put for in prison for twenty two months and fined about about one hundred and fifteen grand US. But like. Um, the the uh, uh, it's, it's very interesting to me because when I was there in 2016, right out in front of the park, there were people selling fake merch. So it's it's a, it's the it's not it's known and it's probably at the beginning was very hard for them to control. But I bet now that the park is such a success, Disney can say, hey, government, help us out here. Right. Um, and and so I think it's it 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 I will it would be very interesting to see what the knockoff market will be like after this case. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, they'll, they'll all That's be over, they'll all be making minions. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's, okay. So, oh. so that takes care of that. But on the opposite side, oh. uh, what about in park shopping in Tokyo? What's going on? This one is so creepy and weird. 
and so not Japanese. Like it feels so not cultural to that. It's just odd. Yeah. If, um, if someone told me this was an American doing this in Tokyo, I would a hundred percent believe them. Sure. Sure. Um, so we all know the, the resell, the Disney resellers who go to the parks and try to stock up on things and resell online. All the parks have been trying to crack down on it um, and buy a, a per guest uh, limit for, for, for certain high demand items uh, or new items or limited time or whatever. Um, but the resellers have been trying to find a way around that. And one of them, because your children count as a guest, um, they brought a fake baby into the park, dressed up in clothes so you could barely see that it was real or not, and would literally like pose it next to them standing in line as they were making a purchase and getting away with it, evidently, for a little while. Until I assume somebody's it was like, in a in a... Yeah, I assume it was in a carriage of some sort. I like, think that it, it, the it said article both. says both, which I think it was a mistake. Yeah. If you're just carrying that baby in a freaking baby carrier, yeah, they will never I recently never saw, uh, I, I, I watched some red letter media material on YouTube, and, and they have this obsession with buying old baby bink animatronics from the film Baby's Day Out. Oh, um, God. And uh, that's exactly what this looks like, is like a, just a freak stunt baby. Um, yeah, so it was purposes. it was reported on Twitter, and and that's how they how, how they got caught. But it's it's not the first time either at that resort. They were um, they were somebody was using a smaller, younger baby doll um, in August in August of last year for the same purchase. So for the same purpose. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's insane. I mean, you know, people people gonna grift. Everybody's got a side hustle. I get it, but like this is just beyond the pale to me. It's just gross. Yeah, it's bleh. the bleh. one that they used in 2022 was like a reborn doll that like it's one of those dolls that are like hundreds of dollars that are made to look oh yeah as looking much at the photo like a baby now. as possible like, 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 like your like your dead child it's like you're bringing it back to life I very, have a very artificial intelligence aunt who is estranged but a deranged huh. estranged aunt. A, a deranged estranged aunt yes who makes you're deranged those. estranged. And also, like, dresses them to match her and carries them around. And, and looking, stuff. there's a photo on that on on the article it's linked to where that baby looks really it looks real. Real. This yeah. baby looks like Nathan. You nailed it. Like, it looks like a creepy, cheap stunt baby. Yeah, yeah it's a stunt yeah. baby. Yeah, maybe it was a yeah. stunt baby. Maybe this is a baby bank. Maybe who knows? Um, I like. I, I just can't get strange, deranged, strange, deranged, estranged <laughs> aunt. Coming to Disney Plus. She's on YouTube. <laughs> she has a YouTube channel. Okay, oh, we're gonna have to great. send me that. Yeah, You're gonna I'll have find to send it. me that. I got it. Got <laughs> gots to see that. Gots to see that. Um so anyway, um we're going to, of course, uh end this episode with um I keep saying it's our favorite segment because all our segments are our favorite segments, but we love our good friend, the Astute Computer. That's why I'm a router for me computer. Everybody needs a friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Astute Computer. Hello. I'd love my poem of the week. Can you create one based on, let's say, all this DeSantis news? Um, but, 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 but let's talk about the, uh, the, the, the getting the finger cut off. That sounds good. And maybe those new, uh, cabins at Fort wilderness. I think all those sound good. What can you do? With, what can you do about that? A studer? All right. Let's see. Uh, okay. 
the Astuter Computer says the poem of the week is, In a world of magic and wonder, where dreams come true and hearts ponder, there's a place where joy and happiness unite, and troubles are left outside, day or night. But even in this enchanted land, there are events that leave us stunned and unmanned, like when Disney fires back against a state, or when a guest angers, or when a guest's anger turns to hate. A woman lost a piece of her finger, it seems, over a dispute about Epcot's firework dreams. And yet amidst the chaos and strife, a new development brings hope to life. 350 new cabins, it's true, will grace Fort Wilderness through and through. In 2024, they'll be ready to host and provide a respite to those who need it most. So even when news may seem bleak and moments of joy are hard to seek, remember that the magic is still alive and in Disney, happiness will always thrive. So oh, Davis, I'm cracking up like dying. I, I'm dying. I love, first of all, a studer computer. I love you so much because of how optimistic you are. Yeah. We, we, we spend, we spend an hour and a half in this show off, uh, you know, snarking on things and you come in and just tie this big candy red bow on top of it and yeah. send me to bed with a kiss. I it's, just it's love nice you. It's a lesson learned. It yeah. is. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's, you gotta, you gotta, you know, it's an empathetic old computer, you know, but, uh, <laughs> it's been around. It knows. Uh, very wise. Thank you, Astuter. Um, before we finish off tonight, though, I want to, we want to put some, uh, some, vibes out there good vibes to victoria who couldn't be with us tonight um but she is doing something really really cool you should check out um you can find her at twitter at he calls me pp which stands for pineapple princess um and uh, she has a whole link there to um her ac i think it's ac uh, it's like an events uh, american cancer society yes it's for the american cancer society uh their events ac uh s events.org she's so it's running the marathon event. Yes, she will be. Uh, does she say which marathon she's running? I, I can't she, remember. Uh, I think she's no. doing like a 5K or. That sounds correct. That sounds correct. Um, maybe maybe something a little higher than that. I don't remember. Yeah. So she's got some time here to, to get her money together, uh, but she would love for uh, all you rats to donate a little bit. Um, half marathon. Half marathon. Sorry. That's a half I was marathon. Like, 5K is like, no. Yeah. Half marathon. That's hardcore, Victoria. Yeah, that is. Yes. Yeah. And as you know, all this money uh, that she raises will go to the cancer charity unless she doesn't run the whole marathon. And then we give people cancer with this money. That's how it works. So <laughs> um, make sure she's going to do her best to get through the whole run. Um, but you can, of course, provide her information. You can find her at Twitter at he calls me PP. And that stands for Pineapple Princess. And there's a link there to her American Cancer Society page. So feel free to do that. And they also give you a link to uh, donate via mail uh, by check. So grandmas who are listening to a podcast but don't know how to give money online, you're, you're all good. Um, so check that out. And of course, with that, ladies and gentlemen, Rat Castle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. Um, I'd like to thank my uh, co-host this evening, uh, Dave, and um, uh, I'd like to say <sighs> I just like completely lost my my spot on on the uh, on the thing. I was like reading credits, and then I like completely lost it. <laughs> my, my cursor went schwump like that. Um, <laughs> try that again. 
I'd like to thank my co-host, of course, Dave, and uh, of course, uh, the lovely Janine, both who have provided wonderful insight tonight. Um, and of course, you can subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. We have been here over a year now. We ain't going nowhere. Uh, we are your constant bi-weekly podcast um, featuring some people who are bi and are here uh, every other week. So uh, <laughs> that's why it's bi-weekly. Um, Perfect. Perfect for your, your enjoyment. Um, so leave questions. You can leave questions. You can buy merch. You can do all this stuff at bit.ly forward slash ratcastle. That'll get you all our, our fun links. Give us, we have a mailbag. You can send us questions, as we said. You can uh, give us a rating on Apple. We would appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, all that said, grab your belongings and exit to the left. Stop this foolishness! What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? <laughs>